Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Matthew 25, I read from verse 14. For the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods to them. And to one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to each according to his own ability. And immediately he went on a journey. Then he who received the five talents went and traded with them and made another five talents. And likewise, he who received two gained two more. But he who received one went and dug in the ground and hid his Lord's money. After a long time, the Lord of those servants came and settled accounts with them. So he who had received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, you delivered to me five talents. Look, I've gained five more talents besides them. His Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servants. You were faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. He who had received two talents came and said, Lord, you delivered to me two talents. Look, I have gained two more talents besides them. His, his Lord said to him, well done, good and faithful servants. You have been faithful over uh, a few things. I will make you ruler over many things. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Then he who received the one talent came and said, Lord, I knew you to be a hard man and gathering where you have not scattered seeds. I was afraid and went and hid your talent in the ground. Look there, you have what is yours. But his Lord answered and said to him, you wicked and lazy servant, you knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seeds. So you ought to have deposited my money with the bankers and at my coming, I would have received back my own with interest. Therefore, take the talent from him and give it to him who has 10 talents for everyone who has more will be given. But to him who does not have even what he has will be taken away and cast the unprofitable servants into outer darkness. There will be weeping gnashing of teeth. Quickly, I'll just go and pick the differences in Luke 19. It's the same story, so I won't read the entire thing. Verse 11. Now, as they heard these things, he spoke another parable because he was near Jerusalem and because he, they thought the kingdom of God would appear immediately. They thought. Uh, therefore, he said, a certain nobleman went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. Mm-hmm. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten minas, and said to them, "Do business till I come." That much was not said in Matthew. Do business, occupy till I come. Praise the Lord. So when God tells you to occupy, it means do business. Yeah, do business with your life. Praise the Lord. And then, of course, when he came back, it was time of reckoning. And the one that had uh, the first one came and said, You gave me one, I made ten. He said, Faithful servant. He said, Now be Lord over ten cities. Likewise, the second one came and said, You gave me one, I made five. He said, Be Lord over five cities. Then the one that gave trouble came and said, Yes. Uh, master, here is your mina, which I have kept put away in a handkerchief. Verse 20. For I feared you because you are an austere man. You collect what you did not deposit and leave what you did not sow. And he said to him, out of your own mouth, I will judge you. You wicked servant, you knew that I am an austere man, collecting what I did not deposit and reaping what I did not sow. 
why then did you not put my money in the bank that at my coming I might have collected it with interest? And he said to those who stood by, take the mina from him and give it to him who has ten. But they said to him, Master, he has ten. For I say to you that to everyone who has will be given. And from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. But bring here those my enemies, and the enemies of mine, who did not want me to reign over them and slay them before me. Praise the Lord. Somebody say, Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, this story, let me quickly tell you, is amazing. Jesus was the one speaking there. You know, Jesus was at the time talking to the people and he said, to the Pharisees, he said, hey, you are from here, I'm from above. You don't know what is there. Well, nobody knows what is there like he who came down from there. So listen. Let me, let me assure you up front, in the name of Jesus. So I said, what gives him so much confidence? Oh, the word. And the reality that I get out of here and the presence of his spirit. And I promise you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ that this message will affect you. Can I say it again? In the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, this message will change your life. Why? It is the truth. Hear what he said. He said, how do we describe the kingdom of heaven? So that, see, 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 everybody, people talk of heaven and they talk, they say things they don't even know. Jesus said, let me take you beyond the veil. Let me show you the inner walking. That's what he was saying. Everywhere I hear the kingdom of heaven's life is a principle that rules in the kingdom, or that rules the kingdom. He says, like a man that went to a far country and called his own servants and gave and committed to his own servants his own talents. The first thing you derive from here is the fact that God owns everything. Hello? Come on, church. I say God is the source of everything, including you. You know, the rich one, I didn't know that. He said, look, my soul, relax now. You know, you've worked so hard. Come on. You can just be, you know. God said, where is God in what he's saying? See, he failed to realize that even his soul does not belong to him. He said, okay, fine. Let me take that part of mine. Give me that soul back. And the man was done. God is the source of all. That's what he's saying. He was his kingdom. They were his servants. They were his talents. Scripture, John 1, 1. Hello. I promise you, this one will promote you in the name of Jesus. This one will move you forward in the name of Jesus. John 1, 1. In the beginning was what? The word was with? The word was? All things, I mean, the same was in the beginning with God. All things were made, all, 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 some things, all things, including your beautiful wife, <laughs> including your handsome children, hey, including your sound health, oh, oh, including you. All things were made by him. Without him was nothing made that was made. In him was what? Life. And the life was what? The life. I read that scripture quickly. I'll give you it. Um, Colossians 1, 16 and 17. Quickly, can you flash it? Follow me closely. This will affect you. I promise you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So why are you promising? Because it's in the name of you and this is the word of God. I'm sure. <laughs> Shall we together? For by, by Jesus Christ, uh, 
were what? I mean, all things were what? That I what? And visible and whether spiritual or physical, whether supernatural or natural, <laughs> whether thrones or dominions, or principalities or powers, shall we together? All things were created through him and for him. Verse 17. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. Whether what you have now, or what you had before, or what you will ever have, they consist in him. He's the source. To fail to understand that is to live in error. Number two. He's a giver. Unusual. A giver by excellence. You see what I'm saying? His name is the most gracious. You don't need to ask him. He's the source of all things and he freely gives everything. Nothing is too There's nothing that's too big for him not to give. He made all things. Scripture. Hallelujah. Maybe first Matthew, 11, Matthew 7 11. Quick. Matthew 7, 11. If you then, read with me please, if you then be evil, that is we human beings, know how to give what? Good gifts. Come on. To our children. How much more will our heavenly father, come on, help me, who, our father who is in heaven, give what? To those who what? You know how I understand this? It's an insult for you to think that you know how to give good things and you think I will not give you. And let's keep it quickly. It's Romans 8.32. Romans 8.32. Romans 8.32. Please follow me closely. Romans 8.32. Shall we read together? He, that is God, who did not spare his own son, but deliver him up for us all. How shall he not with him also? Come on. Come on. Come on. Freely. Help me. Help me. Freely. Freely. Give us what? All. He's the most excellent giver. Number three. No, no, no. I have one more scripture. First Corinthians 4 7. Still on, he gives. He gives everything. So there's nothing I can have that I have not been given. See what that says. First Corinthians 4 7. Quickly, quickly. Shall we together? For what makes you different from another? And, and, and what do you have that you did not receive? Now, if you did indeed receive it, why do you boast as if you had not received it? There is nothing you have that you have not received. Your good looks. Come on, Miss Nigeria. It's a gift from God. He gave it to you for a purpose. Your height. Come on. Your wisdom. Your skills. You are, you are exceptional. You are a genius. It's for a purpose. Your wealth. The demeanor is an honorable man. He's very purpose. What do you have? He's a humble man. He's for a purpose. So what do you have that you did not receive? He's the source of all things. He freely gives. 
you, you are and you have. He said, I feel the fire now. Ooh, hallelujah. Number three, with God, nobody gets nothing. You know, he has everything. He gives everything. Nobody goes empty. Nobody goes empty. You say, what do you mean? Remember Moses? How he was brought up in Pharaoh's palace. How he was the heir to the throne. Yes. How invariably, because of his assignment in life and lack of ability to interpret properly, it's okay, I'm not saying it's his fault, I probably would have done worse. He found himself escaping into the desert, the wilderness. And the man that once lived in opulence and had everything, serpents everywhere, come on, they waited upon him all his life, found himself alone. And all he had was the family that took him in. And of course, because he would use his skills, to, he was in charge of the man's sheep and goats and cows. He was a hard man. And all he had to do the job, all the gold, all the diamonds, all the opulence of Egypt, he only had his rod. So God now came and said, Moses, it's time to fulfill that for which I created you. Uh-huh. You remember the burning bush? He said, you are going to go into Egypt and you are going to go to Pharaoh. Whoa! It's like saying, I don't know where you are today, maybe looking for a job. Or lost a job and you have been suffering. Say, I'm going to send you to Donald Trump. You are going to tell him what I asked you to tell him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And more so, if you have been a troublemaker there and you, you are like a criminal, escaping for your life, America is looking for you. Ah! Say, God, why are you sending me there? America, that if you don't go there, they will still catch you. Then you will say, I should go and meet him. Uh-huh. The guy said, uh-uh. Complained and complained and complained. How? How? Uh-uh. God said you will go. That's why you are born. He got to a state said, you said Pharaoh, you said Egypt. You stuck of the palace. I, how? What do I have? He said, what do you have? You have something. <laughs> this is God talking to me you can see me God said okay fine what's in your hand what's in my hand a staff really a staff drop it on the ground he dropped the staff on his hand to the, on the ground he became a serpent he fled I say God doesn't leave anybody with nothing Except you are yet to discover what he has given you. Or you discover that you are not appreciated of it, so you, don't, you refuse to acknowledge it. He doesn't leave anybody with nothing. Or David banished to the back of the wilderness. David will only fit for the. Well, go and keep the father's sheep. Yeah. And everybody will just push David around. And David will face the sheep there in the winter, in the summer, in the night, in the day. And the hyena will come and the bear will come and the lion will come to feed. And David knew that every animal is numbered. And besides, he has a passion for what he did. Don't put David in charge of anything. He will develop passion for it. 
He went after the hyena, went after the beard, and like, man, I've got God. What, what do I have in abundance? There are stones in the desert. He picked the stones and put on a sling and went after the lion, went after the hyena. He always won the battle. You have something. So when Goliath appeared, he used what he had. Saul even offered him something better. Mm-mm. He used what he had. You have something. Nobody goes without anything. That's why, you remember he was according to the ability? He knew that that guy, but he still gave him something. You will never accuse God that he gave me nothing. You will never, when you stand before God, hallelujah, if you don't have anything, you can talk. If you don't have anything, if you can't talk, you can see. If you can't see, you can breathe. What about Victor Vucic? Or was, I think that's his name. The guy that was born without limbs. His hand is like small fin of fish. His leg like small fin of fish. He's more successful than most of us. He's been demanded for, he's sought after all over the world, churches, universities, everywhere. If the man comes here today, you will see him like this. Hop, hop, hop. If he gets there, you can't see him. He will jump on top of the stage. And you will say, how are you doing? I've, I've seen very few men with such confidence and self-esteem like that man. No hands, no legs. I was looking at something he did recently. He was, I've forgotten what country it was. And he was in a crusade. Without exaggeration. He was in the street, I don't know the length. But the much I could see from what I saw, it would be like from Oshodi to Beyond Ikorudu Road, wide road, everywhere was packed, sea of heads. I said, My hands are complete, my legs are complete, my eyes are good, my ears are good, my nose are good. Don't you ever complain that you have nothing. Ask God to let you see what He has given you. My next point, whatever God gives you is enough for your life assignment. Some may have a million. You may have two. It's enough. Believe me, it's enough. God will not send you with inadequate resources. No. No. He said, give me scriptures. Ah, okay. I'll try. Remember, you find in Mark chapter 6, you find this, in, I think all this is not the gospels, but Mark chapter 6, verse 7, believe that, go to Luke 9, 13, just the scripture there, I want you to see something there. Whatever he gives you is enough to fulfill the mandate of your life. What am I saying? You are, you are, you are a complete entity in the hand of God. You are a treasure in his hand. He's the source of all things. Look at it. Shall we read together? But he said to them, you give them to eat. And they said, we have no more, because uh, we have no more than five loaves and two fishes, unless you go buy food for all these people. Uh, and they were trying to say, if you had said, go buy, they'll say, where? We're in the desert. If you says, go buy, they said, it's night. If you says, go buy, so how much do you think we would need for this? And so that's why when he said, they came to him and said, it's evening, it's in the desert. The people are many, they are hungry. Please, release them. He said, is that the problem? He said, you give them. 
If God wants you to give them, he will provide. And so when he said, you give them, they said, we don't have, but just the little boy's food. You have. See, my joy is that you acknowledge that you have something. He said, bring it. He looked up to heaven. That's appreciation. Blessed it. He said, go serve them. Serve them what you are. Leave the man that can serve them 10,000 per person. You serve them the crumbs you have. It's from God. And watch. The Bible said all, they were all fed and they were extras. Twelve baskets they could not eat. God, whatever God gives you is adequate enough for your life assignment. The next thing you learn from this is this. The kingdom of God, this particularly I picked from a commentary of Jack Hefford. He said, no, the rule of God demands, are you hearing me? This is a prerequisite. This is a must do. The kingdom of God demands fearless venture. You know what that means? Fearless investment. If God gives you, he expects you to invest it. Where? In the life of people. And see. Do business. Deploy what you have. It demands fearless venture even to the point of risk taking. All we have is five boys' food. The crowd, many alone are over 5,000. It's a give them. That is really a big risk. How many will you serve? How many adults will serve the little boy's food? And they split, they split it into about 12 of them. I said, Master says you have. Now one, two, can started eating. You didn't deplete. Master said, you yourself are surprised. I thought it would finish. It's a risk. It's a risk. It's a risk. But everybody's still getting. And it's still continuing. It never finished. And everyone they took, everyone, every bit they took, they ate and they're like, Wow! And they left some. Wow. Risk with God. Don't tell me that their trouble is too much. <laughs> so let me just uh, mistake Iloshi. If God gives you, invest it. What you don't use, you lose. In the kingdom. Too much talk. I don't want. Uh, you have been carnal. They are using carnal knowledge. You can dance. They need dancers for God. They will say, I'm showing off. And that means that you are a show off yourself. When it comes to God, you know that it's not a matter of show off. Anybody that has seen show off, you go there and say, God is for you. People will not see show off. They will see God. Invest. Invest it. That brings us to my next point. Let's look at the, the servants. You can see that some made it, some did not, and one did not. You know what made the difference? Look, okay, another thing I didn't say quickly. When I say it doesn't, give, it doesn't leave anybody with nothing, that is what the look account gives. I mean, proves. What does he prove? He called 10 of them and gave them one, 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 one. So that means that everybody gets something. 
All right, good. So what made the difference between those two and this one? Praise the Lord. I'm sure you want to know. Attitude. The same Lord. The same kingdom. The same talents. The same market. But different attitude. Somebody wrote, say, attitude is a small thing, but the difference it makes. The difference it makes is big. In the same place where everybody is complaining, somebody will get there and you'll be king. The same place. We're all Christians, we're all born again, we're all ghost fish, hakatala, baraka, sota, baba. But nobody, ah, you will scatter anywhere you get to. Attitude. And everybody is bad. Then why don't you wait for a minute? If everybody is bad, then you are probably the one that is bad. I wrote here, got some, some quotes from people who have. He said, Attitude is such a yeah. He said, Attitude will reveal the conviction of your heart. You can say, no, 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 and say something else. People will hear you quite well, but they will believe your attitude more than your, they will see you in your attitude more than the words you are speaking. My people have something they say, not that I'm vast with your vow, no, no, no. You see somebody that is um, going through stuff, and you say, Pele, so you're kind of sympathizing with the person, right? But my people say, Pele, la la bo. That's attitude. Say, ah, Beleo, that is ego. Did you hear me? They see someone going through stuff. They say, my enemy, do not rejoice because I'm falling. If I fall six times, I will say, I will rise up again. I'm a righteous of the Lord. But because you are falling, someone now came and said, ah. Normally, they say, what a pity. Oh, I'm sorry. But when they come, say, I'm sorry. Is, is, he, is he sympathizing with you? He's making a mockery of you. Just like Judas used, used a kiss to betray. Kiss to betray? His attitude. Nothing can stop the man with the right attitude from achieving nothing. And nothing, and nothing on earth can help the man with the wrong mental attitude. He just has to change it. Somebody said, he said, on earth, other than your salvation, please hear me, the next most important thing in your life is your attitude. I read the story of Victor Frankl, the microanalyst, the Jew, a professor. I mean, they dealt with him, the Germans dealt with him. Professor, a father, a husband, and a father. They stripped him naked, nothing on, making a jest of him, stood him there. They had just timbered most of the other people. But somehow, he, kept, he said it was terrible. In winter, you had nothing on you. You are freezing. You scarcely eat. They are flogging you and pushing you. Your wife, your children, they've already been murdered and gassed. They've cast them off the dead. I mean, but at that time, he didn't have a way of knowing, but he knew he was going to stop. He said, as they were going, then one guy, why do I forget? The guy said, ah, what if our wives will see us this way? I said, wow. He said, hit him. He said, wow. Lord, when the wives too are going to their own, the wife, most of them are out. 
Say, but that statement affected him. Guess what? Said, you just think of his wife. When I see her, there are testimonies. And when things to her, you say, ah, when I see her, my beautiful wife. Ah, when I see her, we have a lot to talk about. He said, the memory of my wife shaped my attitude. When they asked him many years before, he said he came back to me after many months of struggle and torture that the only thing I have a choice over now is my attitude. They've taken everything, but they cannot take my attitude from me. He survived. It's not what happens to you, it's your attitude that determines where you land. So your attitude is always a choice. God has done it all. Jesus has died and risen for you. You have everything. But you have your attitude. You have a responsibility choosing your attitude. I remember some years back, some people come to the telly and when visitors are coming, they will stagger and say, we are the owners of fountain. Nobody shall sit here. Uh, you are not a Christian. How can you be the owner of fountain? So you take the seats away. Attitude. Attitude determines the success and failure of your relationships. Attitude is the reason why the best never makes the team. Because he cannot stand people. He's the very best. But he cannot play because he cannot tolerate people. Attitude. This man had a problem. He had a bad attitude. No wonder his ability was zero. I wrote here, it's an attitude, yes, reveals your conviction and thus inform your actions and invariably defines your ability. You will see as we go on. Attitude is, see, your creativity is a function of your attitude. It is. Prove it. Uh-uh. What did he do with the one? He perished with the one. Where's the creativity? Where's the vision? I was looking at some things yesterday. He said, Your attitude will give you good health. We give you peace. We make you amiable. We we give you honor. Your attitude will give you long life. The right attitude. Most when it's a gratitude attitude. So that brings me to the second thing, ladies and gentlemen. The man has servants that you call ten of you. What a privilege. You should be grateful. No, there is nothing of life that will ever, ever make him grateful. He's an ingrate. He's never appreciative. Even if God closed down the whole world and give it to him, he will still complain. It's an attitude. But the other two, let I get to me. Wow. He called me Shalabapapapa. Oh. If it was the other two, he gave one, they would multiply it. No wonder he says according to ability. He knew what he was doing. He had watched them over the years. So the second thing I'm saying is being, being grateful, gratitude, attitude. Here. What that guy didn't know was this. Or rather, let me still talk about him. He lacked contentment, filled with competitive jealousy, 
If it's not him, it's not, it's not good. He's the only one that has everything that I talk about. She's the only one that has everything. They're the one that has everything that I talk about. If it's your testimony, they're not interested. No. They can never rejoice with you. But they expect you to be somersaulting when it's them. Hey. What that man didn't realize is this. Acknowledging the good that you have in your life is the foundation of all abundance. It takes very small things to get you so excited and jumping. You will get more. I promise you, this will change your life forever. God has everything at your disposal. It's at your back and core. Right at your fingers. Don't mess it up with the wrong attitude. Somebody has said, Say, if you are not thankful for what you have today, you are likely to be disappointed by what you are going to get tomorrow. Because nothing is good enough. Employ them today. They begged you. You employ them. After one month, they say, eh. He calls himself a Christian. Oh, mobile office. Did I send you to go and watch over? Are you the Holy Ghost? I'm not saying you should take beer in the office. But what's his, what's his problem? What's his problem? Because he knows more than everybody. He knows more than the chairman of the company. Those people don't go far. They'll fire him. Then you come and trouble pastor again. Put him somewhere. They'll fire him. Because he knows too much. No, but attitude, gratitude, attitude. Even pastor does not police the people. Even God does not police me. Holy Ghost does not police you. Your conviction will determine your choices. God leaves you to make your choice. So what makes you, what make you enjoy over people? And usually those people, they are, apart from the fact that they are, they are not, they are ingrates. Number two, they are tabiaras. Oh, they will tell stories. And their stories are always terrible stories about people. Trust me, I'm a pastor. I, I shared this before. I was in my youth call. I served in Lagos. And I stayed with my sister and her husband. They are Dendiges. But that was an ardent Baptist Christian. Pastor Dendiges. She's doing well. Very, very large at heart. He's a giver. He's a giver almost to a fault. And they, they allowed me. They accommodated me. But then these friends, the weekend, they were enjoying themselves. And I didn't Oh, maybe I'll let you He said, Ah, yeah. Ah, boy, yes, you know, He said, ah. say you don't have beer. He said, no. I said, ah. okay, um, ah, let me send for it. I, I, I saw one boy here. He said, he said bro, that's your sister's, your, your wife's brother. I said, they say yes. He said, ah. but the boy says, you say, ah, don't send this you. Don't send this you. you I, I'll be hearing them. So don't send this you. They will preach to us. So at that time, I will pass to, uh, he said, um, can I, I said, ah, yes, sir, yes, sir. You want some? He said, yeah, one person. He said, yeah. um, can you help me buy? You're my friend. I said, what do you want? 
Say by Helikin and by Laga, by I say okay. I go. I bought for them. And I gave them. Today he's a pastor here. There is one of his friends. You may know him. Tell him I mentioned his name, you will laugh. We'll call him Chief. Ah! Those, you know those people, they always jump that kind of person. They have this, he has this kind of spirit of Sheldon Williams. Ha! Amen. Hey, hey boys. Ha! Hey, hey. The kind of man that when he comes, you just be laughing. Very good heart. They don't call him, don't call him SU. He's a pastor today. Sometimes your attitude sends people away from the kingdom. You are saying, I said Jesus. They say, <laughs> if this is how to be a G, right? eh? You go, lie, lie. I was director of pastoral care in a church before, that is number two. And put people, a lady that Pastor Bimbo had been calling then, she wasn't pastor. Call it, please come, her boss at work. Come to our church, come to our church. We are Catholics. Then one of these days she came. Huh? The person that greeted her they said, now came and said, huh? Bimbo, who is this one? So oh, he's a member of association. He's a member of your church. I like the church, but if that person is a member, I'm not coming. The thing is not that God has not given you, it's not that God cannot do it. You have the responsibility of your choice of attitude. Make sure you choose a gratitude attitude. Hear me as I continue, as I almost finish now. He said, He's a wise man who does not grieve over the things which he has not, but rejoices for those things which he has. Come on. Money of us have diaries. What do you use diaries for? The day pastor abused me. <laughs> My husband is a good man, but I don't know what got into his head that day. Ah! He abused me. What did he do? He, he pushed me, but that was after you slapped him. You didn't write, you slapped him. Husband, don't push them. Lagos State may jail you, don't push. Uh-huh. And woman, don't set trash for your husband. You know yourself. You didn't say you slapped him. You say he pushed you. You say he beat me. He beat me. Ah! Then you wrote it down. So your diaries are for horrible things, bad things. Your diaries should be count your blessings, name them one by one. Yeah. I see you guys are wonderful friends, but all I get from one or two of you is that they are all bad people. You think we are going to believe them anymore when you are the one telling us they are bad people and we know you with bad ask Watch what you say. Stop counting faults. Record your blessings. Have a thanksgiving diary. Before you go to bed every night, say at least two things that God did for me today for which I will be grateful. Watch in a week if you don't see your life move forward. My husband cheated on me 10 years ago. That's why you are still dying today. The Bible says, forgive. You are still crying today. 
Your husband cheated on you 10 years ago. Your husband is no more available. Because your, the wife is no more available because he cheated. No, husband, don't cheat. Oh. Don't go and carry trouble that you'll battle with the rest of your life. God forbid in the name of Jesus. The Bible says, let, let, let the fountain of your wife be a satisfaction to you. Let her breast ravish you. Come on. The Bible will tell you where to touch and what to do. Even the Bible. Stay with your wife. So because he, had, because he cheated on you 10 years ago, you have been in the prison of the hurting till now. You are hurting up until now. The husband is still gallivanting all over the place. And along the line, three years ago he gave his life. You are still in trouble. You see why those who have get more and those who don't have lose? You are the one wounded and you are the one getting worse. Forgive and live your life. And enjoy your life. And join Pastor Notice Club. Now, you know, that doesn't mean that I'll be pastor to cheat. You know, ask her. You can ask Bimbo and ask her. Glory be to God in the highest. He says it is impossible to feel grateful and depressed. Can you see? Even scientifically, it is proven. One person said, the best thought that you could have, scientifically proven, thanksgiving. Whatever things are true, whatever things are pure, whatever things are noble, if there be anything trustworthy, if there be any praise report, think! God does not count your fault. Why are you counting people's fault? You are liberated in the name of Jesus. Now let me conclude. Guess what happened? Because you are faithful, because you deploy your talent, because you use them, now have more. That is the secret of progress, secret of abundance. When you sow, you harvest. It was, it was sorry, sorry, Einstein. About Einstein that says, a ship is very safe as long as it remains on the shore. But that's not what it is made for. That's, then it is useless. The ship is meant for the sea. It's risky on the sea. That's what you are made for. Faith is risky. The just shall live by faith. God guarantees your progress. If you say to this mountain, be that removed now, you don't have it. You have a believer. What you say, you will have it. Risk it. You will have it. Now, see how it ended. I know you. You didn't know him. That's the problem with this kind of people. They think they know more. He called 10. Only you know him. You are the only one outside. The rebellion lives in a dry land. <laughs> Hello? You are an austere man. And the Lord listened. He said, You said it. I will judge you by your own mouth. So I'm an austere man. Then let my austerity be your portion. But those who was not an austere man, Ten cities, five cities, several cities. But see, it is what he believed that he said that he got. As I conclude, what do you have that you've not been given? Your health, 
celebrate it. Thank God for good health. Your wealth, celebrate it. Thank God for the provision. Your wife, celebrate. She's a gift to you. Celebrate her. Your husband, celebrate him. Your children, celebrate them. Why will you have your children? You'll be, you'll be longing after other people's children. Eh? You're thinking, if the only one that, if that one can, if that one can be my own children. Uh-uh. You are an ingrate. Appreciate what God has given you. What about your good looks? Miss Nigeria, celebrate it all. That doesn't mean that you will now become a Lebanese sorrow. No. There's a reason God makes you that. So that people will get drawn to you. And you will, with the charm of the Holy Ghost, they are following you. They, they are getting what you have. They just like you. You are giving them Jesus. You are giving them, and they just, once they see you, they laugh. When you come, you are a piece of good news. Even when they are sad, when they see you, they, ah! You are a blessing. What do you have? What about the Holy Ghost? It's a talent. You see the promise of the which I have made to you. It's a gift. Celebrate the Holy Spirit. And remember, everything you have must be deployed. Deployed! This is not for you to feel goose pimples and do Man of God. No. What are you getting with what you have? What are you, what, is, what in the life of your people can you produce as a result of what God has given you? By the time I finished teaching my English and my scapus, <laughs> great English, what is the effect in the life of the people? What do you have that you have not been given? If you receive it, then be thankful. And let me close with this. Whatever you appreciate, will appreciate. Shall we rise? I say to you in the name of Jesus, the least you can ever be in your life is where you are today. Now you can appreciate why Paul will say, Blessed be God and Father of our Lord. Who has blessed you? You are blessed. I can't hear your amen. I say, You are blessed. You are wiser than the ancient, more knowledgeable than your teachers. You are blessed. I say, Blessed. In the name of Jesus. Whatever God has given you, appreciate it and see it multiply in your life. I believe the, best, the rest of your life is the best you of your life. I know you have testimonies already. Why don't you just appreciate God and give him praise? Give him honor. Worship him. Worship him. Worship him. This is how the kingdom works. There's provision, there's progress. There's increase for everybody. Just launch what you have. And rejoice with those who have more. Help those who have less. But launch what you have. I declare in the name of Jesus, the Egyptians you saw yesterday, you will never see again. One thing I did say is that, you see, if you keep the company of that kind of person, you will become like him. It's a principle of the kingdom. If you walk with the wise, you'll be wise. Don't keep the company of rebels. You will learn their ways. If you really keep the company of the wise man, you don't need to be wise. Just keep that. You'll be wise. I believe before the end of this year, you'll be celebrated. They say how? I don't know. 
maybe it's your wife that will celebrate you. Maybe it's your place of work. Maybe it's your church. I don't know. But God will celebrate you. In the name of Jesus. It is well with you. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Tai Wudukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoju, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.